Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. This is a different voice for most of you as Steve is not here tonight. I am Justin Bosch, captain of GOAT on the East Coast, and we are going to be talking about the East Coast Dodgeball. Uh, with me tonight are three players from the East, Alfred Kwan, Stephen Decker, and Drew Geo. Why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourself, Alfred? Uh, hey, my name is Alfred Kwan. I am currently the captain of Zero, former captain of Arkham, uh, I guess technically former member of Gotham, kind of a few years before that. Um, and uh, I guess uh, people right. know me generally in the East Coast as a uh, the team or event doctor in most tournaments. <laughs> Decker? Uh, most people know me as Decker. I started out my competitive dodgeball playing on Davis many moons ago. Played on Night Shift, Zero, and then my last hurrah pinch team at Nationals was <laughs> Retirement Party. Uh, best jerseys. <laughs> yeah. And Gio? I'm Drew Giovinco. Um, formerly played on Team Awesome. Uh, we're kind of taking a break this year. Um, so now I'm injured, but I'll probably pop up in a few um, USA Dodgeball events this year. And uh, I've been playing competitively since 2009, 2010-ish. Sounds good. So I know on the West Coast OG podcast, they started pre-2005 and 2007. I think some of us may have played socially in that, those years. And uh, I know, Alfred, you played semi-competitively, I guess, in college dodgeball, if, yeah. you, if you consider that competitive. <laughs> um, but I think for the most part, most of us started sort of in 2008 in the rise, I guess, of NDL and in sort of East Coast tournaments. I know that was the first time I started playing uh, there. And I think it's the first time I ever met Drew Gio, which was – I think you guys were like 17-year-old kids out of high school. Yeah, we were pretty young. So if it was, what, 2009? I think it was we like 2008. Probably, 2008, yeah, we were either 18 or 19, so we were babies. Yeah, we played in this Mercer tournament, was the, which was, I think, eventually acquired by NDL or eventually became NDL-run Mercer tournament. But that was the first time we ever seen you guys. Um, and it was our first real tournament outside of the city. Because um, we're all from New York City, which was it was really interesting, and uh, I don't know if you remember that tournament, but it was a it was a stinger turn. It was they had a stinger tournament with four big balls, and yeah, you guys you guys loved the stingers. <laughs> yeah, so that was our first time playing uh, rubber at all. Because Matt like found pro dodgeball online. He just googled it because we're just playing pretty much in our church basement and like local tournaments. So we found um, the NDL. So we emailed um, Ed, and it took him like a year to get back to us. And he was like, hey, uh, there's this satellite tournament that's in Mercer County, County, New Jersey. It's like an hour from you guys. So compete there. If you're good enough, we'll invite you out to Vegas. So at first we were like, oh, this is like legit. So we uh, got like all the best guys from our church's league, made us a squad, and then we found out it was rubber ball. So we were like, oh, we always played foam ball, but we'll try it. So that's why we love the stingers because we're like we can throw these, but the the at the time the eight point fives we were like we saw noodle arms, so we were like all right we can catch them, but uh can't really throw them too hard. So most of the teams there weren't that good, but we we kept seeing the Boston team who was Banff at the time with like Caterino and all of his guys. Mm -hmm. So we were like oh we gotta really beat this team because uh, they're the pro guys. So we 
ended up beating them. We were like super happy about that. And we played uh, uh, Justin's team and then uh, pretty much got wrecked the first time we played you guys. Cause we, uh, we, we had the stingers. And then once we would throw the stingers, we were like, all right, we can't throw these big balls. And then you guys trashed us with the big balls. So we pretty much got trashed yeah, the we, first year. But we felt good. Like a moral victory after that. Yeah, we had the opposite strategy of you guys. We had never played with stingers and only played with big balls. So we would take the stingers and just put them in the net behind us and just throw four, four big balls and just, yeah, was, and just let the kids try not to beat us. Yeah, that was a perfect strategy, though, because we were so new to it. But it was, yeah. it was cool, though, because that was the first tournament to be like, hey, there's competition, like, everywhere. And I think we'll get into that as we move along, though, too. Exactly. Ed, Decker and Alfred, did you guys remember playing back then at all? No, Talking my first – yeah, my first tournament was uh, an NDL tournament in Vegas. I don't know. Kate found it. There was a bunch of us in our social league. She's like, who wants to fly out to Vegas to play in this dodgeball tournament? And I was like, yeah, I'm an idiot. I'll do that. Sounds fine. Uh, what year was that? I was like – 2000 had to be 2011 maybe okay i don't think it was 2010 could have been it was 2010 or 2011 and alfred you never played in any ndl events no i i uh i don't want to speak poorly about the ndl necessarily but i had a uh kind of a bad experience um with quote-unquote competitive or professional dodgeball way back in like 2005 i believe 2006 maybe um they came to columbus to promote the professional dodgeball that you can try out for professional and the playing style was just, I hated it. They, it could have just been that particular tournament, but they essentially would have, they would get all the balls at the rush. They put one ball over the line, like within hand, you know, arms reach to them and then just kind of wait for one of the opposition to pick up the ball and then just peg them. So it was just, it was just really cheap. It gave kind of, gave me a bad impression. So I, I sort of had this, uh, I kind of actively avoided it slash boycotted it, which is kind of a shame because I didn't really then get into truly competitive dodgeball until much later than I, I probably could have. And were any of those people with people we would recognize at all anymore? I, I doubt it. I, I, to be honest, I don't even really know. Even if I recognize them now, um, or if, even if I knew them now, I probably wouldn't recognize them just because it was such a long time ago. Um, to be honest, if they are still playing, I'm sure they've since adapted or, you know, updated their playing style. Yeah, exactly. All right. So let's move into sort of like the NDL years, which, Drew, when did you guys start going to NDL tournaments? I'm pretty sure the first one was 2010. I'm pretty sure that was the first time we went out. And the first time we went out, uh, we can only get three guys to go out because we're in college at that time. So it was me, Matt, obviously, and then our buddy, uh, Ryan Ferrier, who no longer plays. But because um, we were just broke college kids at the time. So um, we went out and we teamed up with actually some studs. We teamed up with uh, Glenn Spacer, um, Mike Caterino, and the Matt D. So they were, like, trying to tell us, like, strategy and stuff. Because when we first went out there, we were, we were just like, oh, we, we, know, we know how to throw hard. We'll be good. And uh, we, we didn't have no clue what strategy was. That was the first time we saw people with knee pads. We were like, why are people wearing knee pads? And then we quickly found out that knee pads are essential in dodgeball. But um, I'm pretty sure it was 2010. There was like 50 teams out there, though, or it seemed like it, because there was a lot of people the first time we went out. We were like, this is awesome. But we were kind of like in shock a little bit. And did you guys sign up for all the divisions, or did you just sign up for one division? I think we signed up for definitely 
mostly the standard one. And then um, uh, Obi-Wan 8.5, I believe we did too. And I think they had foam at the time. So I think we did that too. But we got whooped every single uh, time. We were in last. I don't think we won one playoff game uh, the first two years. And then after that, we kind of figured out that, hey, you got to play smart to be good at dodgeball. It's kind of amazing with the amount of talent that you guys couldn't win, but it just shows you that like strategy in the long run actually really does pay off. Yeah, it's key. And Decker, what about your first experience out there? Oh man. First time we went out, we brought, I think two teams, maybe three. Um, and we played in a bunch of different divisions. I didn't play in any of the rubber divisions because uh, I was a foam player too, socially. So all we played was eight inch foam or whatever. Um, and then, like, the first year, I think we just got wrecked. And the next year, we came back with five teams. We brought 30 people to NDL. Wow. But uh, um, and that's actually the year that Davis formed unofficially. Again, I didn't sign up for any of the rubber tournament, like the rubber divisions, because, you know, I was always playing foam at home, so that's kind of what I wanted to go out there and play. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of my really good friends was signed up for all the rubber divisions, and he's like, I don't want to play all of these. Will you take one of my divisions? <laughs> So I took the open 8.5 division and we ended up coming in, I want to say third place. And wow. that was the roster that became Davis. Um, we all did really well together, having no idea what we were doing. Uh, <laughs> so what was, we decided to stick with it. What was that original roster? That was you, Armando. It was me, Corey Harton, Armando, um, Colin Roddy, Greg West, Brendan right. Mercier, um, I can't remember if Dave Sunshine, Sun and Shine was playing with us back then in NDL. Maybe he was. Um, he didn't play Elite for very long. He got busy with, uh, you know, real life stuff, not dodgeball stuff. <laughs> so he might have only played like a year or two of Elite. And do you remember That's who really lost though in the finals or in the semifinals? I don't. I remember when we lost, though, we played some team. They're a bunch of cheating dicks. I can remember what color j- shirts they were wearing, but I can't remember who it was. I just know it was like a white, um, a white type shirt. I didn't recognize anyone from that team when I started playing elite. So I don't know if it was somebody that made the transition or not. Yeah. I don't feel like there was very many East coast people going out to the elite. I mean, going out to NDL before, like I know, I know my team, which was power Lords made it out to maybe one or two of them. I know that Davis was going to a couple of them, but, like for the most part, no ND, no East teams were really going to 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 the NDL just in general. Like it, I guess just because of the distance, and also I think big, the big thing was just the price, cost. Uh, yeah. Oh, so expensive. It was crazy. It was like I think to play all the divisions, it was like two or three hundred bucks a person instead of what do you play pay at Elite like one eighty for a team per division or something? Two forty a team, I think. Two forty yeah. per team. Yeah, it's just crazy. And then also getting all the way out to Vegas and the cost of being in Vegas is always higher than you think it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, it was true. like a grand. It was like a grand for us, I think, every time going out with all the fees, just getting there and then whatever you would spend pretty much. And then, you know, you know, as every year went by, everyone basically just seemed like no one was having fun and talking badly about it. I was like, well, I'm certainly not going to spend $1,000 to get there to be like miserable the whole time. And it just, you know, it snowballed from there, um, which is why I think most of these guys just didn't do NDL, um, which moves us sort of like into what I would say the current 
era is, which is, you know, the elite, the premier, whatever you want to call it now, uh, which all started with the Rochester Invitational, right? Which I think Tim Wells did. Yeah. You guys went to that, right? Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't the first East tournament, though. What was the first East tournament then? The Elite did a tournament down in Maryland, and it was like, I don't know, less than 10 teams. That was the first one that Davis went to. It was like when they did that, um, that Southeast Division tournament in Jacksonville. It was like the first thing to see if they had a viable and group what te- of teams. What teams were there? Davis was there. Uh, Mom, uh, which at that time was like, who was on that team? It was Jeremy Meadows, Ron, uh, Akil. Carl. Carl was probably on that team. Maybe Kyle Pierce was on that originally. Mm-hmm. Was it uh, uh, Derek Reese too? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but they – oh, no, it wasn't Mom. It was He-Man Woman Haters. That's the team that they were. <laughs> um, Mom came later. So – yeah, they didn't lose a single game. Like, I don't think they lost a single game match to anyone all day until the finals in that tournament, too. And did you guys win that? Yeah, we ended up beating them in uh, two straight um, matches to win the finals. But it was not a big tournament. It was only, like, it had to be less than 10 teams, I'm guessing. And that was the very first one they had out there. And then came up – then the Rochester, the Rochester Invitational happened, which was – like tons of East Coast teams, and then I know like Doom and Rise and a couple other West Coast teams came out for that as well. Um, you guys just want to speak about that tournament? Uh, yeah, I remember uh, um, going. It was awesome because it was cool. It was like one of the few times that like a, a lot of the East uh, West Coast players uh, came out to compete. I just remember it was what I recollect from it is really crazy snowy out, but. Um, it was cool. The competition was amazing. It was kind of like right when we saw that, we're like, all right, this is probably going to be the start of something big because uh, there's so much competition there. And it was cool to see like a lot of East Coast teams representing for that tournament. But there's this one team, if you guys, I don't know if you guys remember them, Dance Party Vietnam. They would always talk about Rubber Pinch. And they're like, because <laughs> um, we started beating them in like foam and like foam. Dodge one, they would get like really upset when we would beat them. So they're like, oh, rubber pinch, we're going to get you guys. We're going to get you guys. So we're like, okay. So then we went out and we played. I think I think the divisions were open 8.5 and then rubber pinch. I could be wrong with that because it's been so long. And um, But, uh, uh, like, two of their guys got injured. So they ended up not even playing the rubber pinch. So it was kind of disappointing because <laughs> it was like, <laughs> like oh, you guys are, like, talking so much, and now you're not even going to play. But the, the couple of injuries that were pretty significant, though, so, I mean, it's understandable. But I remember it being an awesome tournament. I think Doom took both divisions, if I remember correctly. I could be off of it, but uh, it was a lot of fun, though. I know cool. that it was Rise, Doom, Finals for both divisions, Pinch and 8.5 Open. Yeah. You know, it might have been Rise then, because I remember they kept going back and forth for, like, so long. And I think this is one of the first one of the first times that Pine, like Pine had left Rise and had joined Doom. Um, yeah, yeah. And that was the big switch for those two teams. But it was still Rise's like you know ridiculous team with Billy and Casey and Alan Stott and Tim and Jim and mm-hmm. all those guys. And yeah, the da- that was a- 
Davis oh, played in that tournament as well, yeah? Yeah, that was the first tournament we played pinch at. That's where my love for pinch as a, one of the few East Coasters that loves playing pinch. That's where it blossomed. Um, we didn't win a single game in round robin pinch. <laughs> <laughs> Not a single game. And then we ended up eliminating a bunch of teams in uh, the bracket because we stopped trying to throw pinch and just started throwing normal. Yeah. Um, we ended up deleting or eliminating like four or five teams or something. Um, but yeah, I was trying to throw up pinches and I was like throwing them up into the rafters and Jeremy was trying to teach me how to do it. I just had no idea what was going on. That's funny. Alfred, did you happen to go to that tournament? No, unfortunately I wasn't uh, in the East coast out uh, playing competitively yet. I was in the East coast, just not playing competitively yet. Got it. Yeah. My son had been born like a, maybe three months earlier and uh, I wasn't able to go, but I know again, power alerts had gone. And uh, when I, <laughs> when they came back to the city, all they talked about was uh, the strip club they had gone to, which was called classy cats. And <laughs> that eventually became like one of our team names for, for social weeks <laughs> often was the classy cats. Nice. Uh, that was basically all they talked about. They were like, yeah, everyone up there talks a lot about dodgeball, but there's a really horrible strip club we went to called Classic Cats, and that's what was really the best part. Um, but it shows why Powerless probably didn't win very much. Um, they, had a, they, had a, they had a little more side, uh, a little more things they were interested in outside of the dodgeball. Um, a little more volatile of a team, I would say. Yeah, I guess so. That would also be the, that would also be another way to describe them. Um, but that just sort of moves us into like what was the, the start of Elite and. I would say basically the start of East Coast dodgeball, and uh, there was all these like little teams sort of all over the place, but it wasn't brought together until Elite came to the East Coast, and you know we all started playing against each other multiple times a year, meeting each other, and and now what we have is like all these conglomerate of teams, or you know there are teams that are made up of people from all over the East Coast um, in the current conjecture. I mean, Zero has players from how many different states, Alfred? <laughs> At least four. Yeah. I mean, Goat, yeah, at least four states now. Goat is made up of teams of three different states. Um, I know Awesome, when you guys were in your height, you always had uh, Zelensky outside of Philly. You know, he was in Maryland. Um, and I guess you guys probably met, Drew, you guys met Chris through Elite or was it through USA Dodgeball? We actually met Chris through um, just the Mid Atlantic tournaments that we used to play, um, mm -hmm. a lot of foam pinch tournaments. So there's a scene called the Medics. And uh, we heard a lot about them, and then we kind of had, like, a small rivalry with them at first. It wasn't, like, anything uh, like too crazy, but um, we, we always competed with them. It always seemed like we would play them in the finals with, like, these pinch firm tournaments, and they're usually being, like, either PA or Maryland or around there. Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, his, his team at the time loved foam ball, and we were trying to get uh, more players for, like, a lead, obviously, because we knew it was, it was starting to get big. So we invited him on our team. That's how we kind of started with Chris. So he started as like a rival. Now he's uh, one of our best friends, which is pretty cool. And then um, Caterino too. He would always jump on our team for like certain tournaments too. So um, we would have those guys. So it's hard to obviously practice with them, but uh, we seem to gel pretty well because they all know what they're doing when we play. And you guys would travel – for lots of side tournaments as well. Like I know Frankie always told me about some tournament you guys went down south that that uh, Ed Prentice told, like called and stopped you guys from going to and things like that, right? Yeah, like our biggest passion has always been travel. 
traveling. Um, so just to travel with our buddies and play dodgeball, it's like a dream come true. So we would always just travel as far as possible. If we could drive there, we would drive. But um, the ones we could afford that we could fly to, um, we, would, we would do those as well. But there's so many, like, West tournaments that we would love to go to, but it was just like, like – it was just impossible because we were all poor at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know the feeling. Um, <laughs> so I was locking, I was watching the video yesterday. I believe it was the first 2013 uh, elite tournament, which was in Maryland, which was the one in Baltimore. Um, and I'm pretty sure the finals was awesome versus Davis. Um, and on that team, awesome team was the two geos. Uh, Frankie, Nar, you also had Zelinsky and Katarina. And then there was that one guy, the guy with like the big poofy hair. Just, yeah, Jay, Jay Atlas. Yeah. He played <laughs> he a doesn't couple, play anymore. He but, played uh, a couple rounds with you guys and then never came back. Yeah. He's just one of those guys that like, he seemed real interested in it. But then uh, as his life started going, um, uh, he started doing other things. Funny thing about him is he does like, Human trafficking. I know it's a little off topic, but he does. It's kind of cool. Uh, he does human trafficking awareness, and uh, he actually walked across is. the country uh, one summer, <laughs> which is pretty wild. I didn't know where you were going with that. Yeah, it's pretty cool that human trafficking. He runs the he runs the Mid Atlantic. You know, <laughs> yeah, he does uh, human traffic awareness though. So he does like a huge like uh, nonprofit thing, which is pretty cool. And he actually walked across the country one time and got like all this news media buzz about it. It was really cool. That's really uh, cool. So Alfred, when did you start joining into the East Coast dodgeball scene? So I, um, it's kind of funny. We actually, uh, I, I almost overlapped with the uh, Team Awesome guys. I was in Philadelphia, uh, 2009, 2010 for grad school. And uh, I was playing out there with, uh, with the local groups there, and the, the leagues and everything. But then uh, unfortunately I left right before the Geos, I think, started getting, getting pretty active in the dodgeball scene. So I didn't really get um, involved in the competitive elite scene until about 2014 okay. on the East Coast, which is a shame because I was I had access to it technically um, when I was in the Midwest. Before then, I just, uh, like I said, I was kind of actively avoiding the, uh, the competitive scene at that point. So, And your first start was in Gotham? With Gotham, yeah. Um, my first tournament with them was actually uh, – uh, Baltimore, 2015. Okay. Uh, I was on call the night before, so I was, uh, I'd worked the entire night, and then I left the hospital at 6:30 a.m. Drove directly from New York City, from uh, from the Bronx, directly down to Baltimore. Uh, got to the gym and played. Like, <laughs> but is <laughs> uh, it's definitely a, a good first experience. Yeah, the first tournament I saw you playing at, you showed up. You were, in, I think, you were wearing football gloves. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, does he know he's not allowed to do that? I did not. Uh, which I think someone told you relatively quickly. But yeah, I, yeah. I think Mark was there actually. He straight up was like, yeah, we don't do that here. Wow. Like, oh, okay. And yeah, they definitely, they definitely um, uh, like the uh, the receiver gloves in the NCDA. Well, it makes much more sense. It make it make catching so much easier. Well, I, I actually only wore it on my right hand, on my throwing hand, because um, I have little uh, curly fingers, so I needed uh, something to help me grip the ball for, uh, for pinching. Um, 
so I, I actually that was the first tournament that I played open. I'd never played open before. I don't. I only played a pinch for like eleven years straight, twelve years straight. Uh, so that was something to get used to as well. And now you never play pinch, right? Uh, I'll go to I'll go to occasional and like college practice and mess around. Um, I'll I'll play uh, pinch on occasion, but yeah, for for the most part, even at those practices, I'll uh, I'll throw like two two or three into the rafters, and then uh, go back to throwing open hand. Just a lot more effective. Yeah. And Decker, in terms of elite rounds, did you guys ever? You guys never missed an elite round, right? Up until. Uh, up until the team imploded. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think we missed any rounds. We definitely had players who missed tournaments. So we had subs a few times as mm -hmm. people had like weddings and stuff to go to. But I think from that very first tournament in Maryland that we went to with like eight or 10 teams to, you know, until Davis uh, finished playing together, I would say we went to everyone, including a couple outside of our region. Yeah, I know you guys went to like the first Southwest round, right? The, like, uh southeast southeast right? it was the one in florida yeah yeah um and then like a few of us played on other teams and other regions for a couple of tournaments but you know while that was still allowed mm -hmm. uh different feel i played in a west round a long time ago in phoenix and it was a way different feel than playing in an east round that's for sure yeah there's definitely seems to be a different from everything i've heard like the east seems to be a bit more friendly and cohesive than the west um but I've never actually been there. So, I've, you know, it's just what you hear. Um, but it also just seems like the West was just rapidly more competitive from the start than the East was. And I think the East is sort of built into that, but I don't think it started that way. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah. Uh, the West was certainly more emotional, I would say. I felt like there was some definitely like undertones. It wasn't just about dodgeball. There were people that actively didn't like each other. <laughs> that was the first time I almost saw a fist fight at an elite round, so that was nice. I think, uh, yeah, for the East, too, as well, I think just from us going out to the NDL and seeing, like, just the West just dominating constantly, it was kind of like, at least from our perspective, we are like, we kind of want to build up the East. And, like, I know, like, when we were going back to elites, the one year that uh, I think we came in third, and um, um, Decker, you guys came in fourth. Or fifth, yeah, for David. Fourth, but I remember we came up. We were like just so happy for each other because we're like we're we're making an impact now. Because uh, I think that kind of goes back to the East, though, kind of just trying to build each other up instead of tearing each other down. But I think with the West, though, they were just been so competitive for so long that you just built, you get those rivalries. And like you said, too, Decker, there might have been something personal going on too, because like you know, in the dodgeball community, like there's. A lot of people who date each other and stuff like that and you never know what's going on behind closed doors but um maybe that affected someone emotionally you never know but um i think on the east coast we're all trying to build each other up and and plus we got some people who just always like to party a lot too so <laughs> that never hurts yeah we definitely have a good we definitely have a good party scene i mean yeah. there's there's no one who doesn't seem to like to go out for the after party uh in general yeah, I think it's dodgeball than drink. I think <laughs> I think that's religion on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think a lot of that too could just be the uh, kind of culture of dodgeball back in the day. Uh, I know there's definitely a lot of that uh, um, heatedness back in NCDA, uh, like 2003, 2004, 2005. 
I mean, we go into tournaments straight up hating people on other teams. <laughs> like I, to this day, I, I hate certain schools just based on their dodgeball team. Uh, we would, I think people would go in actively trying to hurt other teams. Like they would have a kill count of how many headshots I got that day. You know, um, they were actively like the rivalries were a little bit more than just rivalry. Like people straight up wanted to hurt each other to an extent uh, back in the day. But mm-hmm. nowadays it's, it's definitely way more uh, sociable. You know, universities are getting to get, you know, get together. They have parties, they party with each other. It's a lot more fun. Uh, I definitely see that uh, a culture in the East coast and I'm definitely glad it's gone in that direction as well. I feel like there's uh, smaller rivalries, at least on the East. Like I know the New York city teams sort of have like inner battles, but there's never like the hatred, but I think on the West coast, there just seems to be like a lot more bad blood over time. And you know, some of that could be the fact that they've been playing together longer than we had. Um, and they had much more competitive tournaments earlier than we did as well. So, but I, yeah, that's not to say that there's no bad blood on the East Coast. I think there's just less. <laughs> well, there's definitely some bad blood. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, Spill it. Spill it. Well, you know, I think a lot of those is like the East Coast teams are are mostly made up of people who grew up together and built teams together, whereas I think the West Coast pilfered people a little more often, which created bad blood which has sort of started to happen, I think, on the East Coast a little bit more. Um, it definitely causes a little bit more strife between people. As, uh, you know, people might might know. Um, so, Team Awesome, Drew, how many times have you guys won the East? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> is it four times? Um, uh, it's either three or four. My biggest thing is, like, I always like think of like, okay, we won the East and I like to think of back like when my, when I re- officially retire, I'm not sure when that's going to be, but I would like to like look back and be like, I oh, not how many times I won like a certain or our team won a certain thing, but like just seeing like the different tournaments and which ones that we actually won, it'd be kind of cool to like think back to that. But I honestly don't know off the top of my head. Uh, I think it was three or four times we won the East, but um, I think you guys have won the four. be nice. And Davis, thank you, you, thank you. <laughs> Davis, did you guys you guys won one? Yeah, we won once. And then Goat won once, and then Yeah, that must be it, right? So if you guys won four, Davis and Goat, that's seven. Yeah. I believe that's all the championships there are. But the, okay. Oh no, yeah. and then and then the other one is shooters. Shooters won one run one year. Yeah, yeah. So that would cover all the years. Cool. Um, which is pretty amazing. I mean, you know, Austin has pretty been been pretty dominant the entire time that NDL has been. I mean, Elite's been in the East Coast, uh, which is pretty impressive that you guys have stayed the longevity that you've had, and you kept basically pretty much the same team except for the couple of years with you know you were injured or Matt was injured. Um, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just the one thing I would tell like teams coming up to like for instance the Bulls when they started. Like, they would get beat up. Like, every tournament we would play, we would kind of beat them up a little bit. But I would always tell them, like, if we were the same exact way as you guys when we first started, it was the biggest thing is we just didn't quit because, like, we enjoyed it so much. And we knew, like, other sports we weren't going to go pro in just because of how 
competitive they are but like we found like a little niche in dodgeball where we're like hey like we could actually kind of go somewhere if we actually got, got good at this so um and we saw it was getting bigger every year so we just kept at it and the good thing with having a twin brother too is you, you always have someone to work with there's other teams that i don't think there's any other twin bro- uh, brothers actually but there's other teams that are out there that like might have a buddy who might be kind of like, eh, but we were like so invested in it. So we we're like, all right, we got our two corners for the most part. Now we just need to fill in the role players pretty much. And then, so we always had a solid, at least three to four guys and just keep practicing and getting better. And the best thing too, is I always hated practice. So it was like, Oh, we got tournaments every weekend. So that, that'll be our practice. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we got better. And that's why we would always play like different ball types too. Cause it honestly made us better. So we played every single ball type except for uh, uh, claw, and uh, I don't think I ever will play claw. <laughs> so, I'm not a hater. Uh, I, just, I, just, I just don't like it. <laughs> not a I hater. Love claw. Alfred, you're the only one who likes that. I who love claw. claw. I, I'll, I'll play with anything, though. I'll play with stuffed animals. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> stuffed animals is pretty good. Decker, have you played claw? I have I have not, but I do have a cloth dodgeball that I got from somebody from Team Canada, I think. I played in like a beach tournament in Rhode Island and a couple of people from Canada came down and had some cloth dodgeballs. Nice. What'd you think of it? Uh it's definitely weird. Uh I would try it now that I'm retired from Elite and have a lot more free time. That's uh, the dumbest thing you've ever said. Uh, <laughs> you know, when I was playing Elite. Uh, I was practicing every weekend and like traveling for the elite regionals. So I played almost no other dodgeball tournaments because um, I spent most of my dodgeball time playing elite tournaments <laughs> or practicing for elite tournaments. Yeah. So now that I have more free time, I'm like ready to travel to the North to play a pinch division. And I would try cloth out if I found a tournament not too far away. Well, you got to come down the city. I think we have a cloth we have one cloth league here in New York city that you can come down and play in. Do you play in it? No. Well, then what am I going to do? Come down and play a bunch of people. I don't know. I mean, if you win, I would go with you. Let's be honest. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you come down, I'll fly out. Um, so sort of in the middle of this leap run, uh, UDC started and, uh, did Davis ever do UDC Decker? No, um, I think the only one from Davis who played UDC was Zap. Yeah, he played with with uh, DIY, I think, one year. Yeah, maybe Armando played. I'm a- I'm actually not sure on that. Um, but most of us could barely handle playing on a stationary floor, so <laughs> uh, yeah, we're worried about tearing ACLs trying to learn how to play on trampolines. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely my feeling as well. I feel like trampoline pretty much fit right into your guys basket though drew you guys basically played on trampolines on hard floors so yeah being able to jump I, on trampolines was probably your your dream come true yeah it was uh so right when it came out so i think that's why me and matt are always injured all the time our bodies just finally catching up to us doing flips and landing on our heads on the hardwood floor so um going into the sky zone we're like this is awesome like we won't get injured when we do all these crazy flips and stuff because we're just landing on trampolines so uh mike caterino actually reached out to us and he was like yeah there's this trampoline dodgeball tournament in boston you guys want to come up and we we're like sure 
So we drove up um, one day. We stayed at his one buddy's house, and then we played in the tournament. It was pretty much Banff plus me and Matt. And then we won it. And then they're like, oh, if you win the qualifier, you get invited out to uh, to Vegas to play. So we're like, all right. So we, oh, no, it might have not even been Vegas at that time. I think it was Torrance, uh, California, I think. I think that was the first one. I could be wrong. But so we went out and we played. And I think we beat the, – well, the very first game in round robin, you could barely win – I mean, you could barely lose games or you wouldn't make the top eight. And we lost our first game against uh, some team called the Turtle Squats. We were like, oh, we're in trouble. <laughs> but uh, we battled back. We got – we made the top eight. And I think we beat Ham, who became Christ- – I think uh, most of their guys are on – not most of their guys, but some of their guys are on crisis now. Um, I know Ryan Morris was on the team. And, and he's think, obviously still playing today. And I think Brody. I think Bodie, Brody was on that I team. I think as well. Brody was on, and then Jarrell too. Um, but then we played Doom, and they whooped us pretty good. And then, um, but ever since then, we were hooked. We were like, "This is so awesome!" And we didn't even know about Sky Zones at that point because they were just in Boston. But then they started popping up everywhere, and then it just got more and more competitive. So, I mean, it's it's such a. I loved it so much because it was so different. It was like one and done. You're out, and you barely get to play games, but you can win so much money if you. If you uh, if you won the whole thing, so it was like such a like a mentally draining game as long as uh, along with uh, physically. Yeah, I remember when you guys won, being the first East Coast team to win and being the first team to beat, uh, the first team to actually win, besides Doom. I, it was amazing. I felt like such pride because I was like, "That's an East Coast team. I know those guys. Those guys are my friends, kind of. Like, <laughs> they won." And uh, yeah, that was that was probably. Uh, top two in my dodgeball career, uh, the best feeling in the world. Just like hat, like just knowing like how happy like a lot of the East Coast teams were. Like of course, like you're happy for each, like those the guys that played on our team. Like I'll never forget. They're like lifelong brothers. Like I love them forever and stuff like that. But like knowing like how much it meant to like the East Coast too. It's like we finally took one. It's not doing winning every single year. So it was like and we kind of got like a newfound of respect uh, that year too. Because we always knew we, like we were pretty good. But we're like, we need to, we need to win something big to, to solidify ourselves as being like one of the top tier teams. So that was, that was such an awesome feeling. It was cool, like coming off the court and like all these people like congratulating you. It was, it was really cool. It made you feel good. And that year's final was you guys versus the shooters guys, right? So it was actually yeah. East Coast finals. Yeah, skinny Mike, skinny Mike McGee. It's weird to see like that. He's like <laughs> tiny, like a ninja. tiny he's Mike like a, too. Yeah, he's built like a ninja turtle now. He's a, he's a, he's a freak. <laughs> He's definitely a freak. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was – they were tough, man. And I was like – they were all babies then, too. They were all like – I think for the most part, most of them were like 18, 19, and then Mikey was like 16, I think, at the time. Yeah, that was a, that was a scary team. That team could have grown up to be something interesting. Yeah. But, you know, so be it. Um, and that, I guess, sort of like covers sort of the, the major storylines – for the East. Um, but now I just wanted to sort of talk about your guys' experiences going to nationals. I know Davis, you guys, have Davis had gone to basically almost every year's nationals. Uh, Alfred, you started going in 2014 or 2015 for nationals? 15, 15. And that was with Arkham? Actually, yeah, yeah, with Arkham, yeah. And then Awesome went to, uh, you guys have gone to every nationals except for this upcoming year. We the first year you guys don't go, right? I think this this uh one and then i think the very first one we didn't go to either where was the first nationals at 
I believe Vegas. It was Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. The I don't first, think we like, went four there. years were Vegas. That's true. I think the very yeah, first quite a while. We go to, but then after that, uh, we started going to them. So, Alfred, why don't you talk about your first experience playing in Nationals as well, an East Coast player? Really, first time definitely blew me away. I mean, right off the bat, I, by the time I joined uh, to uh, go to Nationals, Elite was pretty well established. So, they had a pretty solid turnout at Nationals. This was in uh, – was it New Orleans? Was New Orleans 2015? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I was there. And, yeah, it's fantastic. They uh, – I think we did like the big, all the team pictures right at the start. And I was really blown away with just how many different teams there were. And definitely awesome playing uh, the competition. It was pretty, pretty good turnout, especially from every region. I know the South had a rush there. North had, you know, Kraken and Dynasty and um, some of Task Force and then, uh, uh, Bush and all the other big names. So it was nice to see and play against the, uh, the competition. It's it definitely a good uh, eye-opener for me to see really what the level of talent was out there. Uh, definitely, like I said, coming from the NCDA where I had, I thought I was, you know, seeing the cream of the crop, but no, definitely get a big eye-awakening playing in the uh, elite nationals. And Decker, you guys have gone to almost all those years and, it's been nice. I mean, the East has always been relatively well attended, but to be able to go to a nationals and start seeing 50 teams must be pretty amazing. Yeah. The first tournament I went to uh, in Vegas, it was probably like something in the twenties, probably like mid twenties in terms of total number of teams in open. Uh, it was pretty fun. There are only a few teams from the East. There was like one from the South. It was just adrenaline rush, a whole bunch from the West and a pretty good number from the north uh and we just got absolutely smoked in that first nationals because it was the first time we had seen a lot of those teams um some of the people we knew from like a couple of ndl tournaments we went to but for the most part it was all pretty new to us and we weren't practicing as much as we started to later mm-hmm. uh once we realized we weren't going to cut it if we like practiced sometimes and um yeah, it was wild, the first one. Um, but I got so sick of going to Vegas after going out there for NPL and then, like, three or four elite nationals. I was I was ready to quit if they didn't move the national tournament. I was like, I'm. it costs us so much money to fly out here every year. Yeah, I think that was really smart of Mark to start rotating through different regions. Because I know, for me, my first elite was national, was Boston. And just the fact that it was in our region, it was so close – it was just too easy for me not to, for me to say no, like to not go. And I think that was what happened with a lot of East Coast teams and just helped build the region in terms of being at all three rounds and then going to nationals. Um, so I think that was really smart of Mark. And, you know, Boston was a like an awesome, awesome nationals. I, I mean, I would, that's fantastic. It's probably one of the best ones. Best ones. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was mistaken. It's 2016 as New Orleans. So that was, my, I missed 2015. I think 2015 was still in Vegas. So I, yeah, I missed that one. I missed on that one. Yeah, New Orleans was the first round that was outside of outside of Vegas. Yeah. Um, Decker, when you guys had nationals in Boston, did you feel a little bit of pride because it was your city and you know sort of felt like the host team? Um, sure. 
yeah, I definitely loved I didn't have to fly to Vegas. I think I was most excited about that. Um, I've actually really enjoyed all of the nationals that were in other cities. I loved going to New Orleans. Uh, Minnesota was great. Um, you know, there's a there's some small chance I might make an appearance at nationals this year if it happens and I can get on a pinch team. Yay! Do it. Yeah. I'm sure someone but, will pick you up. Yeah. I mean, worst case, I'll just make a pinch team and come play pinch and that's it. But, um, yeah, I mean, I loved having it in Boston. What a great gym that was in, too. It was a much nicer gym than Tarkanian had been. Not that it wasn't – Tarkanian wasn't nice, but, um, you know, Boston University has put a little bit more money into their gym than a basketball academy in Vegas. Definitely, yeah. And that was an awesome gym. And it was, like, so centrally located. It was easy for everyone to get everywhere. It was just awesome. It was a great time. Um, so I think that pretty much covers sort of like an overarching story of the East Coast. Um, that just brings us sort of to the one little crowdsource question that Dominic had, or Dom had, which is sort of like a six-part question. Um, <laughs> and we sort of answered a lot of them. So like, what was each of us our, our first competitive tournament? I said mine was the NDL Mercer tournament, which I think is also Drew's. Yeah. I would say uh, so. Decker, your first competitive one was was it the Elite in Maryland? NDL in Vegas. And NDL then Vegas. my first Elite tournament was the one they had in the East in Vegas or uh, in Maryland. Sorry. And then, Alfred, your first competitive tournament would have been college, but then also your first pro one would have been that Baltimore tournament? Yeah. There's actually a tournament, um, I think the fall or something prior to that season. Uh, there's like some random Elite rules, 6v6 tournament. I don't remember the the specifics. I just, I do remember two things. Uh, showstoppers were there. They almost got kicked out for trying to fight the refs. And that was also the same tournament that uh, Drew, I think I met you and your brother at that tournament. And I think you were the one that hit me in the face. And there was like a f little video clip of it that, uh, that made that little uh, ESPN um, uh, video where they did on doom. It was like a little highlight of me getting smacked in the face. That was an accident. Sorry, Alfred. <laughs> it's, it's a great welcome to uh, East Coast uh, competitive dodgeball for me. Um, and then he asked, how would you guys say the games changed the most on the East Coast? Decker, do you want to start with that? Yeah. Um, there are a lot more teams, and you're seeing a lot more younger players, I think. Like, I don't know. when. I mean, I started, I think, much older than a lot of the people that played competitively. Certainly older than uh, Drew and most of the Team Awesome guys. But, like, you saw, you know, like Mikey coming up and Jeff Geo and, like, Matt Levine. That whole Impact team is pretty young. Um, they're not you're getting a lot more. They're so, whatever. Shred. Shred. Whatever they're called now. I don't know. Um, you're seeing a lot of, like – a lot more talent, a lot more people coming. Um, and, you know, the one thing, though, that hasn't changed that I love is it's still a similar feel. I still, when I go, I feel like no matter how hard we're competing, like I'm friends with a lot of people there and everybody's pretty honest for the most part. And um, it's a really good time, you know, win or lose. And that's been consistent. I like that. Alfred, what would you say? I just, yeah, I want to piggyback off what, uh, Decker said there's definitely a lot more active agile players uh, when all the, a lot of the UDC players transitioned into elite brought a lot of this youth brought a lot of agility um, 
pretty much you only saw active players like that out of the geos, like a Sam Jones type player. Uh, but now there's just so much more movement uh, that you see in the players on the East Coast, a lot of athleticism that you don't necessarily see as much in other regions like the North and South per, um, per chance, but uh, definitely, uh, definitely a lot of athleticism that's come to the East. And the big thing is overall is honesty. Um, like you were saying, Decker, back in, back in the day, uh, the tournaments you were playing, there's just so much cheating going on uh, with some of the teams or some of the players. But now it's just, uh, you know, even teams that didn't play elite before that had a reputation of being cheaters, they come to elite to see what the culture is like of honesty, of these players playing with integrity, people taking their outs, even if no one calls them out. Um, that's just, I love that growth, the growth of that. Um, part of the culture of competitive dodgeball, especially obviously in every region, but especially on the East Coast, uh, that that honesty is is, uh, is the growth of that is really um, something that I, I I've appreciated seeing become a staple. Drew, what do you think? Uh, I would say the same thing too. Uh, also, strategy a little bit too. I remember when we first started playing or started really getting the competitive, especially with foam. Uh, There's like a lot of like people call it different things, but like defensive strategies like pillar and or train or whatever you, they would call it like people would do that all the time where the guy would block in the front and everybody would hide behind them. Uh, that's like the way the dinosaur now like nobody does that anymore but um uh certain things with strategy but it but um i think you're seeing now that the youth movement now where it's like all right the younger guys who are kind of the babies of dodgeball are really like turning into super stars now so it's really cool to see like I'm obviously biased but like Jeff is just becoming one of the best players in the country I think now he's just a beast uh Matt Levine's amazing and he kind of came he didn't really come out of nowhere but like you could always tell he was good way back in UDC you're like oh this kid's pretty good but then I think right when he was on um the east coast team I'm drawing a blank uh when they came in space cadets yeah when he was on that for nationals and he was just the MVP. Uh, he was incredible. Yeah, he but, put a um, show on. Yeah. And then Dylan Cruz, I love how he's staying with the game and he's becoming a great player. And um and Quan. Quan I've been high on since um uh this whole year uh has started with uh well the previous year. And then he jumped on our team for Nationals. That kid was a free. Like I love my right corner, but I kept we kept switching on and off because I was like, dude, you're a beast. Just you can take my corner and we we would just switch on and off because he was he was incredible. I think he's only going to get better. And then, um, like, guys like um, like Eli Hashimoto is so good. He is so good. Just watching him play uh, in Cancun, he was a freak. And then you got guys on the West, like uh, Xander is amazing. And I'm sure I'm missing a bunch of other people. But um, just so many younger guys that are coming up that are just going to make this sport even better. So it's cool to see. But it makes me feel really old, and it makes me a little depressed. And that's <laughs> why make, I drink. If it makes you feel old, it makes me feel really old. So. <laughs> yeah, but it's <laughs> awesome, though. I love watching it, though. But it, I, in a way, it keeps us young, though, too, because you always got to be like, all right, I can't, I can't, can't let my little brother beat me. But uh, he, he beats me up pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I was really excited. The last tournament, I was talking to Dylan, and he was like, how old are you? And I told him, and she was like, whoa, I would have never guessed. He's like, you've aged really well for a white guy. <laughs> which i thought was, I thought oh, was real awesome. positive for myself um 
And I guess his last question is like, if you could change one thing in uh, in the leagues, what would you change? Um, if you could change one thing in a league, if you could change one thing of how things used to be now, what would it be? Mm. Say, one thing I could change from now is being younger, yeah. <laughs> more fit. <laughs> I, would, I would go for more fit and younger, but. <laughs> and when I started elite, I was. Was uh, just finished med school. I was running marathons. Can't do that anymore. So <laughs> my back didn't hurt by the second division. Yeah. I yeah, I think I would definitely choose to start younger. If I could have started at eighteen or seventeen, like some of these kids, it'd be it'd be pretty awesome. Well, not just starting younger, but starting younger with all the other people as established as they are. Because when you see what people are doing these days, and you you can see what's capable. Yeah, you know, uh, generally people come up a lot quicker because the ceiling is so much higher for everybody. Decker, yeah, I think. Drew, no, Decker got it. You got it, bro. I think the only thing I would have liked to have seen more of um, when I was playing was more like national type tournaments, more throwdowns like they did in Rochester, um, because it was always great to see people from other regions. As much as I liked seeing, you know, Alfred and Drew and all those guys that I saw at every regional, it was always nice to see people coming from other cities and other states mm -hmm. uh, instead of, like, the same, same like, 10 teams that I'd see every tournament. Drew? Yeah, I think uh, my biggest thing is just if I could have traveled more in my prime, uh, see more uh, of, like, the north and the south specifically uh, and get out to the west a little bit more, too. Because it would have been cool to do that more. But uh, – um, I think how everything transpired, though, I'm, it was so cool. Just if you think back to before you started the dodgeball and like where we're at now, you you know so many people. Like I always say this all the time, but like you guys are all like people I can just drive up and be like, hey, I need a place to stay, and you guys would be like, hey, we got a couch for you. You know what I mean? Like that's true friendship right there. And, and like think about it, if we never played dodgeball, we would never have that. So it's cool to have that all across the nation instead of like. Most people, it's their neighborhood or their city, and that's it. You know what I mean? Totally. I think that's a great way to, to sum up sort of the East Coast also. is just like how close everyone is and how, yeah. friend, how friendly everyone is because it's a, it's a truly inviting place. And I think some of my favorite parts of, of East Coast tournaments is that like 20 minutes, 30 minutes before tournaments start where everyone's sort of saying, hey, I haven't seen you in a long time. People are helping with the lines and people are pumping up balls. And everyone's just sort of like excited to see each other. It's like, uh, it's kind of like Christmas morning. <laughs> yeah. The most exciting thing is going to an elite tournament, knowing that you're going to have such a competitive day, but then you know, like right after you're like, all right, what bar are we going to? It's going to be the best <laughs> thing ever. It's always the best days ever. <laughs> it is. Well, yeah, I feel like I've been, I've been lucky enough to be able to play all four regions. Uh, I definitely say the South is overall the friendliest but definitely the community feel on the east coast you can't beat that i mean everybody's just so friendly so nice so inviting and like you're saying it's like you know coming back from uh summer vacation seeing all your friends in school it's just you know it's great to see the uh, everybody again at, at the big tournaments well decker and andrew i expect to see you guys at some rounds this year if we get tournaments this year um alfred i know i'll see you um I love playing against all you guys. It's always been some of the best days is hanging out with you guys and, and playing dodgeball. So 
It's been fun talking. Um, if you guys have any shout outs or anything you want to say before we sign off. Nah, you're all dead to me. I'm retired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the opposite. I love you guys. And uh, yeah. uh, I hope to see you guys all soon. And um, if this virus goes away, you'll see me at least one of the rounds. And definitely naturally. <laughs> all right. Alfred? I'm excited to see everybody. I can't wait. It's, uh, miss it. All right, guys. It's been great talking. Talk to you soon. See you. Thanks. Bye. Thank you, Drew, Decker, and Alfred for coming on. It was great talking to you guys about dodgeball. And a special thanks to Steve. Thanks for letting me host your podcast. It's way different being on this side, and I do not envy your position. Have a great night, everybody, and stay safe. <laughs>